This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Marijuana, which we were just discussing, is just one of the topics on the agenda as the legislature here in Ontario resumes today. There are significant changes to the labor laws, notably the $15 an hour minimum wage. Also, apparently, a long-term energy plan, changes to the Police Services Act, and all of this as two liberal corruption trials are underway. Today, the trial of the two staffers accused of wiping documents from government computers relating to the cancellation of those gas plants uh, is starting. And the Premier, Kathleen Wynne, is set to testify on Wednesday at the Liberal bribery trial in Sudbury. So, uh, what do you make of all this? Is there something you want to see from the Liberals? Will it win you back? What do you think? The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now, let's go to Michael Diamond of Upstream Strategy. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm well, thanks. Okay. So uh, what do you make of this mix? You know, it's going to be an exciting uh, and entertaining uh, a couple of question periods for the first uh, first little while back of a session of the Ontario legislature. I think both opposition parties have big opportunities here, and the Liberals have really set the table well for them. There's a host of policy issues where they can stake out some ground from the uh, party, uh, but also competency and trust are going to be, I mean, it's going to be about, I think, uh, policy, but also good government and who can you trust. Uh huh. And um, the latest numbers, their numbers are terrible. Um, Do you think that they can dig themselves out of the hole? I would never underestimate Kathleen Wynne. I think she's shown in her uh, rise to the party's leadership in her election in 2007 when she defeated uh, the party leader for the Progressive Conservatives uh, to her surprising re-election and increased mandate in uh, 2014. So every time Kathleen Wynne's been counted out, she's always uh, risen up. But uh, at some point, that luck uh, and, and skill may, may just end, and it's uh, too far gone. And she really is going to have uh, you know, a new challenger in Patrick Brown, who's an unknown quantity to her in a general election campaign, and Andrea Horvath, who's battle-tested and has uh, run three times and uh, might just have that experience now to galvanize more support at the next election. Okay. Uh, it seems to me that, uh, you know, parallel to what's, you know, at, at the national level, the liberals are trying to present themselves as the friend of the middle class. Uh, they have these proposed tax changes, which they say are loopholes for rich people, but in fact are going to hit a lot of small businesses. Uh, do you think that the Ontario government is kind of doing the same thing with some of their proposed labor changes and and trying to win over uh, middle-class people. Uh, middle-class people, or, but... 
also I'm, traditional voters of the New Democrats, as Kathleen Wynne did successfully in the last election, which gives Andrea Horvath a challenge because she can't, you know, Andrea Horvath is not going to oppose a $15 an hour minimum wage. It would be very uh, odd for her. And also, if you even look at uh, the marijuana uh, program that they announced last week, it's going to be hard for the NDP to oppose something that puts the sales in the hands of uh, union members. So from, from that end, they're definitely trying to, what they did successfully in the last election, appeal to the left uh, flank when they won many seats uh, within the city of Toronto uh, from the New Democrats, just as federally Justin Trudeau was able to win every seat in the city of Toronto and knock out some uh, uh, strong uh, NDP MPs. So definitely a part of the strategy there. Now, where Andrea Horvath can turn this around to her advantages that the policies she might be able to argue are popular to a large segment of the uh, Ontario uh, voters in urban centres, but she's going to be able to offer uh, more competency in a trustworthy government. Uh-huh. Now, some people say that um, they said this last election, too, that it was the Conservatives to lose. Would you agree with that assessment? We've been saying that for several elections now, so uh, a- absolutely. But I think uh, you know, Patrick Brown's running a very uh, uh, cautious uh, cautious uh, opposition, and I think that uh, we won't see some of the same mistakes that we saw in previous elections. Now, the big unknown is... Uh, what what do third parties do this election to change that uh, course that he's on? And right now it's a very strong course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, again, um, what about the trials that are underway? I mean, I guess the timing is good from the point of view of the government because it's not that close to an election. But what what do you think the impact is? Well, you know, it's it's close enough to the election that uh, it will still be fairly fresh uh, when we get into election season uh, early in next year. So uh, it's really going to depend on some of the findings and uh, the events of the trial. But but I do think, you know, when a premier has to take the stand to testify in a trial involving bribery on her top aide, that's never where you want to be. But uh, if you want to put a positive spin on this for the premier, she's not going to have a worse day than the day she takes the stand. So it's all going to be up from there. Mm -hmm. And uh, what issues do you think that, I mean, one of the criticisms of Patrick Brown and the PCs is that it's hard to know what they stand for. As you said, they're playing it very safe. What issues do you think they should seize on that could help them consolidate uh, the lead they currently have in the polls? You know, absolutely, uh, the pocketbook issues that are affecting Ontarians. So the uh, unintended policy consequences of the $15 minimum wage and how that will actually negatively impact uh, many people across the province, not just employers, uh, but, uh, but but those who rely on good good part-time jobs while they're going to school or to make ends meet. So so that that's definitely one. Hydro prices is, is one that you hear about all the time, and I think a, a proper plan to get the economy uh, back on track. So if Patrick Brown sticks to pocketbook, issues, the place where his party is definitely, uh, you know, uh, traditionally very strong, and where because of the uh, record of this government, they're incredibly weak. That will be a good, uh, good, good uh, plan for electoral success, I think. How much comes down to, uh, you know, this government is well past its best before date. Uh, the Liberals have been in power for a long, long time. 
You know, in Ontario, we have uh, at certain points in our history uh, not really worried about replacing government to uh, freshen that up. But uh, recently, uh, you know, there's been more uh, rapid changes in government in, in more modern political history uh, from you know the uh, big boom machine uh, days. So I think that's definitely a factor that uh, there's just only so much more this government can push and accomplish and uh, without uh, voters looking upon them cynically. And uh, most provinces we see uh, more rapid, not not incredibly rapid. Uh, turnover in government, but uh, this this is a, a party that beat the odds again in uh, the 2007 election, the 2011 election, and the 2014 election. So it's always hard to count them out because they're very skilled uh, political operators. But uh, I think when you look at Richard Nixon's presidential approval ratings with envy, it might be a time to uh, call it a day. Okay. Anything else you would like to leave us with? You know, it will be interesting. I think the uh, public outcry on the uh, proposed marijuana retail system this weekend has been uh, not not terribly surprising, but uh, fairly strong, I think. And it will be interesting to see if any of the parties will take this as an opportunity to actually address the liquor monopoly in Ontario, uh, because a lot of the public dissatisfaction we're hearing with the uh, future marijuana regulatory regime is certainly uh, reflected in public uh, opinion on uh, the LCBO. And that could be a very interesting election issue. Okay, Michael Tobe, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.